0: Hey y'all! This is Eric, and you're listening to the Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast. Prayer is something that means a lot to different people. Um, it's a it's a way to speak with God. It's a way to have a moment and pretty much just talk with our Lord and Savior. Um, it's it's a way to really connect. And it's something that I firmly believe is necessary. I, I pray all the time. I start my day off with prayer. And for me, it works. It, it lets me know that through all the trials, all the tribulations, all the stress, struggles, that someone's got your back. And what this episode is about is a deer that you know, I never thought would really show up. Honestly, I I had forgot about him. He was a deer that I had seen my first season hunting this spot that he was a good buck. And I, you know, I was, I was hunting a different deer, but this deer stayed in my mind. And what this episode is going to be about is the story of a deer called the prayer buck. And it's not a, it's not a monster deer. It's not a Boone and Crockett. It's not a a Pope and Young, but it's a deer that means more to me than you would think it would. I see this deer as a gift. I see it as stepping into what it's like to kill a deer that is bigger than just, you know, a, a one and a half year old. It's, it's a It opened the door to show me that through prayer, through faith, and through your connection with God, that anything, anything is possible. So let's start the story. It was November of 2019 and my first year season. I was brand new. I didn't know anything about really what I was doing. I had a trail camera out on my in-laws place that I was actually getting pictures of really big deer. The photo who, the photo that is the thumbnail for this podcast is a buck that my daughter named Sheriff. He was the biggest deer on the property that I knew about. I never got to see him in, in person, never got to see him on the hoof. He disappeared after that year. I don't know if he got killed. I don't know if. He just moved on. I don't know if he died, natural causes. What I do know is he showed me that there's big deer pretty much anywhere. You just have to find them. Now he, he was my motivation. He was the buck that every morning I got up and I didn't want to go sit in the cold or I didn't want to leave my family he's the deer that pushed me to do that during that time there was another deer who showed up he wasn't around long I knew I knew of him he did daylight only for two days and then he was gone after that I never thought I would see that deer again and that was the prayer book but at the time he didn't have a name He didn't stick around long enough for me to even really think of a name. And I was so new to it, I didn't even think, you know, he was going to be my first deer off that property. So all season was hunting sheriff. I knew that other deer was in the property, or at least in the area. He, um, he was a ghost. They both were a ghost. I, I was hunting ghosts and, Come 2020, all my all my sights were set on Sheriff. I thought he was still gonna be around. I thought that he was gonna be the, the deer that would open the door to bigger deer that would give me the confidence of knowing that I can kill big deer. And unfortunately, he never showed back up. So the, the morning before, the day before, I shot the prayer buck he showed up I saw him 20 yards from my blind and I thought you know that's a good buck but I think Sheriff is still in the area I'm just gonna wait for him to show up I'll pass this deer and maybe go after him the next year after I got out of the woods that day I was kicking myself for not killing that deer he stuck around for 30 minutes gave me plenty of shots. I could have taken him right then and there. And that would have been, that would have been it. But I, I thought I lost an opportunity. So what I did was I took a moment that night and just prayed about it. And I prayed, you know, if he shows up again and I get a shot, I, Pray that the, that I can get that deer. Now I didn't think he was going to come back the next day. We all know deer don't have a really don't have a pattern. It wasn't early season; it was during the pre-rut. He could have easily been miles away. So the following morning, I woke up just again started my day off with prayer, which that is the that's the key point to this whole story: is prayer is extremely important so I get up that morning I do my morning prayer have my talk with God and on the way to the property it's all I can think about it's it's all that's on my mind is Lord if that deer shows up please let me get a shot if sheriff shows up please let me get a shot so I go in set up stay still be quiet still still praying okay this whole time i just constantly am am sending up prayers asking for a shot opportunity on this deer and at about eight o'clock you know the sun came up i hadn't seen anything the woods were extremely quiet everything was still and next thing i know i look over to the left of my view and i see antlers and instantly my heart starts racing Now, I don't know who this deer is at at, at this point because I can't really tell. All I saw was tines and it was the way that it was set up, the way my view was set up was there was a tree that was obstructing where he was coming from. The the way this property was set up, I had my ground blind set up on a hill that overlooked a dry creek bottom where the deer would use that as basically a transition area. The property behind me was abandoned at the time and they no one lived there so these deer would go into the tall grass it was it was basically a wheat field and they would use that as bedding as a feed source and i did put feed out there was corn there was protein feed that's usually what i'll use and mind you by this point i had already killed another buck it was a little five pointer it was the first deer I ever killed on this property. He doesn't have a name. He's sitting right now in my basement. He's uh, uh, European mounted. And that was a good buck. I mean, it it was definitely a one and a half year old. He wasn't old. He wasn't by any means a trophy animal. But to me, he was a trophy because he was the first deer I took on this property. So I'm looking at this deer just, again, praying. He shows, he shows up to the point where I can. Get a shot i know there's feet out there he walked up with his head down there was i had sprayed some Tink 69 golden estrus or i believe it's just hot hot dough or whatever they call it i sprayed some of that on the ground maybe 10 yards away from the feed and what was funny about this deer is he smelled it and kind of got a little wigged out like he jumped back Looked a little nervous, but I guess he didn't care because he went straight to the feed and he walked past the, the spot that I sprayed, went straight to the feed, gave me a shot and I took it. And that, at that time I was using a rage broadhead. I was hunting with a crossbow. I didn't have a bow yet. And this whole time I'm just praying for a good shot, clean kill, quick kill. And to be honest, it couldn't have happened any any more perfect. I had my crosshairs on that buck, pulled the trigger. The crossbow bolt went straight through his lungs. That Rage 2 or the Rage No Collar 2-inch cut made an unbelievable hole. There's a picture of it on my Facebook page, which is Southeastern Bowhunter podcast. There's photos on my Instagram. There's photos on the podcast Instagram. I mean it it was perfect and that deer fell 30 yards from where I shot him I mean you, it, it's unbelievable to think that this deer was down that quickly and that close so I instantly call a couple buddies I call my wife I'm freaking out it's the biggest deer I've killed biggest deer I've seen on the hoof and so I get out of the. I give him some time I give him about 30 minutes and I can see him I know that he fell but I, respectively I don't I don't believe in walking up on a deer after you've shot it right away it's just you have to give that animal time to die to pass away whatever you want to call it cuz you never know it could have been a good shot in my eyes but then maybe it deflected that didn't happen this was a whole punch straight through this thing and so i get out of the ground blind i'm on the phone with a buddy and i'm and i'm asking him if he can uh, put this deer in his cooler at the time i didn't have a freezer or a cooler now thankfully i do but at that time i was still pretty new to it It it's only my second year hunting and i get out of the ground blind and i see this deer he's laid up on a log and i walk over and no ground shrinkage like i said he's not a monster but to me He's a good buck. There's, there's photos on my Facebook page. There's photos on my Instagram. You can go check it out and see for yourself what, what deer I'm talking about. And this whole time, after, after I knew that he went down, I was just thanking God the whole time. I, I, it, it was truly a moment of renewing my faith. Not that it was wavering, but we all go through times where our faith gets tested. I was just telling somebody the other day that every single day i look at it like a test because we all get frustrated we all have things that happen that will test us that will make us upset that will make us wonder why me or you know get us mad at god and that's not the way to go about it he 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 wants nothing but amazing things for all of us and i'm a firm believer of that that has nothing to do with what happened with this deer but it's just to me it's just proof prayer works and faith in God works why wouldn't you put your faith in someone who loves you unconditionally and who will will who's offering you eternal life so not to be too preachy but I have to put that out there so anyway I walk up on this deer he's on a stump and I move him on flatter ground and I'm just kneeling over this buck thanking God Honestly, I was getting a little teared up. I mean, it it was it was one of those moments where it's just you don't think it's gonna happen. You know, you see a deer, and I've had moments like this before where you'll see a deer and it's one that you want to take, and for some reason it just doesn't work out. This one worked out, and I, I honestly couldn't believe it. So I'm I'm looking at this deer and I've got my hand on his neck, and surprisingly, I don't I don't know if I didn't give him enough time. I don't know if. Maybe, I I mean, I checked the vitals. It was a double lung shot. I I don't see how, but he still had a pulse on his neck or in his neck. And when I felt that, I looked into his eyes and I almost almost felt bad in a way because what's he thinking, what's going, you know, maybe he wasn't alive. Maybe it was just a muscle twitch. Maybe I'm looking too much into it. But what that did is it solidified the fact that what we do, I mean, we all know we're taking an animal's life. Some people look at this like it's a sport, which I mean it is, but you're taking an animal's life. That's a huge responsibility to do it correctly, to do it properly, to make sure that animal doesn't suffer. So I backed out. As soon as I saw that and I made eye contact with him, he didn't move. But I was like, you know what, out of respect for you, out of respect of the animal that God created that I just took the life of, I backed out, gave him another 30 minutes. I came back and I, I felt, at that time, I felt pretty bad. You know, I, I, I called my wife and I was like, I don't know if this deer is really dead or not. I just felt a pulse. I'm giving him more time. And I told her, I was like, I feel bad that he was looking directly into my eyes. And saw who it was that that took his life. And I thank him, the deer, I thank God, unbelievably, unconditionally, for basically giving me his life. And so I go back in, you know, and I start, I make sure that he's actually dead this time. And um, start to gut him. And the whole time, it's just, I feel bad because... I'm sure if he truly was still alive, I'm sure he was probably scared. It happens. It's part of it's part of it's part of this. And that was a wake-up call for me. That made me realize how important it is to always make sure that your equipment is good. And like I said, the shot was perfect and he may not have been alive. But if he was, I owed it to him to let him die naturally from that wound. And respectfully, I'm not going to sit there and just start you know going through the process before I know that deer is hundred is a hundred percent dead, and that deer like I've said is, is it means so much to me um, and that I mean that was pretty pretty much at the end of it you know we pulled him out got him up in my truck my niece saw him so she got to see what it was like to see a deer that was just killed she was she was all about it she was super excited but I think the point of this whole episode is basically to let everyone know that God's got your back. And sometimes it's not going to feel like that. But you've got to push through. You have to have your faith because that's the most important thing. So that's the story of the prayer book. I hope you all enjoyed it. Keep listening to the podcast. We've got a lot more stuff coming. I've got a, an episode with my buddy Josh Criswell coming out soon. He and I just got done with scouting on some public land. And I've got a really good feeling about this season. I hope all of y'all are blessed. I hope God watches over you like I know he does for me and my family. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast. Go give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and our YouTube channel.